Discovery podcast that brings you six songs from around the world across three episodes every month. Global Groove is sponsored by Classroom 88. Visit classroom88.org and by the Ivy Academy. Visit theivy.academy. I am your host, Sasha, and joining me are six panelists, Rob, Debbie, Kobe, Rachel, Gerson, and Nick. How this works is that I, as a host, select a theme, and then six panelists each select a song to fit into that theme, and each song must represent a different continent. This is our second episode in our series on cover songs out of three. We discuss two songs in each episode, so if you're just joining us, be sure to check out our previous episode to find out which two tracks kicked off our series. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. You should know that you do not need to listen to our episodes in any particular order, but it is also worth noting that our episodes are grouped into a short series of three. Each series features a specific theme along with six songs from around the world that fit into that theme, and each month showcases a new series. And today we'll be starting off in Europe, specifically in England, with a very well-known band, The Beatles, but perhaps with a tune that you may not have heard or you may not have known was a cover. That song is titled Till There Was You, chosen for us by Kobe. And Kobe, go ahead and tell us a little bit about this track. So yeah, I I chose uh, the Beatles cover of Till There Was You. And the reason, pretty much the only reason I chose this is because I had no idea it was a cover up until like a year ago and i don't know how i don't know how many people share that with with me or not like apparently it's from the music man which is pretty cool um yeah it was originally by robert meredith wilson and then he integrated it into his musical the music man and before that it was called till i met you and then when he brought it into his musical it got renamed to till there was you um, it's about finding somebody who makes you see the world differently. And I can totally relate to that. You know, you, you, you start to see things that you would never notice. You start to listen to music you would never notice or never listen to, um, which is pretty cool because I feel like that's the same thing with cover music is it makes you see a, maybe an old song or a song you've never heard before in a completely new light. And hear like I was sharing earlier, hear completely different parts of that song. Um, that you wouldn't be able to appreciate before. Yeah, I <laughs> I love the Beatles, so I knew that song first. I definitely did not know that that was a cover, like Kobe said earlier. Um, and it was funny because when I was like comparing the two, I was just shocked because I was like, wait, did they cover the Beatles? Or but then I realized, no, they covered that song from that musical that I've like watched before. And it's just funny that it never clicked for me that those were the same songs because they just seem so drastically different to me, just the way they're performed. Um, but obviously I love the Beatles cover and I love his voice on that because it's so different in the musical when she sings it. Um, I don't know, it just sounds in like memes two different things to me, but um, I, yeah, I like them both. It was exciting for me to hear this song because 
um, like Rachel, I didn't know that this was a cover either. Um, and for me, I personally love those old Hollywood classic movies, um, especially um, when they included music. Like I feel like music and film back then shared this like really beautiful relationship. Um, it wasn't odd or weird for one of the main characters to just break out in song in the middle of the scene. So I, I, that's one of the reasons why I love these classic movies. Um, but for me, yeah, I agree. Like the Beatles made it sound a little more upbeat, peppy, happy. Whereas when you watch the, the scene in the film, the female character, Shirley Jones, you know, she's almost trying to like plead and kind of profess her love for this man who's like distracted or maybe not interested in her. And, you know, at the end of the scene, he kind of like rushes off after she finishes and she's just kind of left there like, wait, I did all of that and I like opened my heart out to you and that's what you do. So it was, it did feel very like different, like, you know, she's sad or, you know, feeling, you know, heartbroken and then, you know, the Beatles are like, yeah, like, I love you. Let me sing this song. This is upbeat and happy. So I, I just really enjoyed the juxtaposition. They tell me in sweet fragrant meadows of dawn. Definitely both songs have that contrast. Um, you can tell they kind of came from the time in which they came from. Uh, the original coming from a Hollywood film. Uh, which is a classic. I remember when I was very young and I watched it, I didn't like it too much because it was kind of beyond me. But as I got older and I watched it again, you know, you gain an appreciation for uh, the movie itself, which I, I guess you won't dive into the movie. That's not what we're talking about, but it is a good movie. <laughs> but uh, what I like is just the the speed of the song. Just, it's just very different where the original was very slow um, you know, very cinematic, I guess is the best way to put it, you know, strong voices, uh, when, when one sings to the other, like they're just very loud, very strong. Um, and then with the Beatles version, it's very fast. It's very quick. It even has like a bolero sense to it. Uh, a very, I felt that kind of Spanish vibe in there, uh, which, which was really cool to hear. Yeah, I always hear different covers of this song. Um, I didn't know it was from the movie. I never heard of the movie. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I would just like hear it, a lot of older ladies singing this song. So I just kind of thought it was a, like a common song from the 60s. I mean, from the 50s, but it's, it's cool that, yeah, they made it in the 60s. And I also like that Ringo played the bongos in this song. <laughs> I think it made it more peppy. Yeah, it's like this one, he's in love and, and he's walking down the park with his lover and, and noticing the world. But in the movie and, and musical, she's like discovering this for the first time. It's definitely a completely different vibe. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, Debbie. I, I noticed the bongos as well. I love I love bongos as a, as a per, uh, uh, percussion. And, but I didn't, I, but it, I didn't even connect the dots. I, I didn't even like think... Oh yeah, that's Ringo Starr doing that, and that's not what he normally does for the Beatles. So that, that is a cool, um, a, a, a cool twist they put on this one. I actually didn't like. I was just um, I was visiting my sister, and I was trying to play that song on the piano, just like slowly trying to figure it out. And then my brother-in-law pokes his head and he's like, "Music Man," and I'm like, "What?" He's like, "That's from the Music Man." I'm like, "No, it's a, it's Till There Was You" by the Beatles. And he was like. Yeah, that's in that's in the music. Man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I like went and looked it up, and I was like, whoa. 
sense of nostalgia too when you when you identify uh, pieces like that, um, like the original version. It reminded me of that scene in that movie, um, Wally, when he has that little song that he likes. Uh, it's it only takes a moment from Hello Dolly, I believe, and he's totally into that song. And it's like I think a lot of people, as you brought up earlier, Nick, they were able to they were able to bring this song to a younger audience, and everyone's like, "This is a great song," even though it came out, I believe, in the sixties or something like that. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it was, the original came out in 1950, and then this one was, I think it was 63, could be wrong, but it's like, you know, 15-ish years difference, and it doesn't seem that long, but like, especially back then, the world was changing really fast, and the the trends and culture was changing really fast, Um, so definitely reintroduced this to a whole new audience, like you were saying. I also thought about like made me think about the term cover and like the way we think of music in general um cover you know wasn't really a thing until you know mid 20th century like you wouldn't before before like recorded sound you wouldn't you wouldn't really think of somebody performing a song as a cover it was just oh that's the song and they're doing that song like it was a it was definitely like a privileged treat to hear the original person, original composer uh, perform a song. You didn't go to see Glenn Miller and expect Glenn Miller to be there. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of interesting that like, you know, this song was like right in the middle of that, right when that change started to happen. And nowadays it's like a band is a br- is like a brand and their song is their merchandise. So like if you do a song, you better say it's a cover, otherwise they're going to get you, you know? <laughs> and sue you so it's pretty cool like just to think of that change of like the way we consume music because like i feel like for many reasons uh that's one of the reasons i like the beatles is they were right there right when the culture was changing about a lot of things yeah that is really interesting and 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 to to rob's point rob was referring to what i said last episode about cover songs being a great way to introduce um songs to a new generation to a new audience but now i'm kind of second guessing that i'm wonder i wonder if if cover songs are good at that because we all didn't know that this <laughs> this beatles song was a cover song um we were oblivious to the original version um which is why everyone should listen to global grooves because we get to the bottom of all this interesting information for you all we make you all more knowledgeable but um but yeah yeah i was in the same boat as everyone else i i did not um know of the original so that was a, a treat to find out i was joking with debbie that i have to be careful how many times i choose the beatles because i'll probably choose them a lot so i don't want to waste them <laughs> yeah ever since I've known you, you've always been a huge Beatles fan, so, so I saw they, your yeah. pick and I'm like, Kobe would pick this song. <laughs> <laughs> they like they like ushered me into the music world and like they have such a huge range that it's like they almost like they were there for me at every step of like moving on to a different range of loving music. 
I'm on that note, uh, Toby. I'm curious if you've seen that movie yesterday. I have. <laughs> it's an interesting perspective on the impact the Beatles had on the development of music from you know their inception to I guess present day. Yeah, definitely. I, I actually like um, like for a little bit I was like adverse to that movie. Like I was like I don't want to watch that. It's like a silly like Beatles thing. Like because like there's like that whole there's like this stigma sometimes with the Beatles that it's like oh cute happy fun music and like I was like oh it's just gonna be like that. But I watched it and I was like actually it's, yeah you're right it is pretty cool. I see like the perspective. But I actually disagreed with that movie because. I feel like the Beatles wouldn't. If you just randomly sang a Beatles song now, it, people wouldn't be like, "Oh my God, so beautiful!" Because it's the context of when it came out and like what was happening in the world and what people were used to hearing at that time and stuff. But anyways, still a great movie. <laughs> I wanted to comment on the the lyrics of the song, and I um, I think there's a really beautiful simplicity in the lyrics. And, and like Kobe mentioned in his introduction, it's it's, it's the the um the speaker is just referring to like how everything around them just seems so much more more beautiful now that this new person's in their life, right? Like um, I never heard all this singing um, until there was you, or I never saw all this whatever until there was you. There were birds in the sky. But I never saw them winging No, I never saw them at all Till there was you um, I don't know, I, 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 I think it, it works for me because I, because I think there's a lot of truth in that simplicity. I think when you do meet someone special um, or, or you, you, you meet someone who really has this profound impact on your life, it changes everything about your life. It's not just it's not just your relationship with that person it's your relationship with everything around you and everything in your environment just looks feels sounds so much better so much uh more uplifting and so even though they're just such simple lyrics uh, i i think i think they 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 i think they're 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 poignant um and then I, I thought that was further interesting when I was heard what what Sasha was saying about the original, um, because when I'm because when I'm listening to this song, it sounds so sweet and so lovely and so uplifting. Um, so it's interesting to hear like the original. It's it's sung um, by this character, kind of like um, trying to grab this person's attention, but it's um, but it's kind of in vain. Find someone who give you life in Technicolor. <laughs> Doesn't have to be a lover. We have reached a point where we need to move on. Again, that was the Beatles. So there was you. Thanks for that, Kobe. That was really, really great to hear. And it looks like our next song will take us to South America, specifically to Brazil. And we're going to learn about the artist Fernanda Takei and her song, Ordinary World, a cover of Duran Duran. This track was chosen for us by Gerson, so go ahead and Gerson and tell us a little bit, a little bit more. Yeah, so um, this one was um, written by, I guess, Simon Le Bon, uh, because he lost, a, he lost a friend. 
And I stumbled on this cover, uh, I guess, for luck. And I'm glad I did because uh, it's my new favorite version of it. Um, it's upbeat, it's mellow, and her voice is calming. So, um, yeah. And as I try to make my way to the ordinary world, I will learn to survive. That was uh, Fernando Cachai uh, from Brazil. And uh, like I said, uh, it's my new favorite version. And actually, I think the video on YouTube is uh, justified it a little bit more because of the black and white visuals, so it's the effects. So that's what I like as well. Yeah, when I put the playlist together on YouTube and I found the live version, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we have to put this in there. to see um like the because i also put the um the live version um that duran duran uh, performed for this song and i just thought it was like really interesting to see how both of the bands played this live like her band is so insanely talented like i was so shocked to like see how well they played live um her the the key that she's singing in when she sings the chorus is just so pleasant, so soft. Where is the life that I recognize? Gone away, but I won't cry for yesterday. There's an ordinary world somehow I have to find. And it was just really um, like, I'm, that, that's why I'm enjoying this episode and these covers because there's so many different perspectives. Um, Duran Duran's version, I feel, is like a very powerful song. The way they're singing it, the way he's expressing, the way he's, you know, and also the way the band's playing and her band and Fernanda, um, they're playing it so gently and so yeah. softly. And so I, I just enjoyed it very so much. And uh, the breakdown in the middle of the song is so nice. totally applaud her band and I feel like bands sometimes don't you know the people playing instruments in the background don't get enough credit um, but they are insanely talented and I just thought that you know I need to put this version in so that everyone can see how well they can play so it was it's just like really lovely chemistry yeah I this is my favorite one I love this version so much um, I like the original and like Sasha was saying, like the original is very powerful and it's like a bold statement, but this um, cover was just so much more upbeat and it kind of just made me like love life more. Like I was listening to it while I was doing the dishes and I just had to stop and like dance and just like sing with it because it just made me feel so empowered and I loved, um, I love her voice because even though it like is calming, it just gives me like a sense of hope and happiness um and yeah I, I watched the live version too and I, I really enjoyed um seeing her performance you know with her band it was really really cool um I'm really glad that you introduced me to this song because um I, I really like the original 
but I'm also really into uh, Brazilian female singers right now, so this is a perfect new uh, discovery. Um, but it, yeah, I love her voice. It's really soft and feminine, and uh, I think this is a really cool take. It's, it is more upbeat, and it still carries that bass line. I really like the bass line in the song. Um, but yeah, it, it looks like the whole band is having a lot of fun playing this, and it just, it's a really great song. <laughs> I always feel that um, it takes courage to get a song that's known, or just any song, if you're going to make any cover, and just go with it, make it your own kind of thing. And that was, that was what I got with this song, uh, especially with as Sasha was saying, just the contrast with the voice in the original, you know, the voice is very strong, very, very loud, very long, very expressed. And then here she just, it's not even, it's very like soft, you know, very tender when she's kind of going around, but it's also very fast paced, very upbeat. Uh, an interesting mix for a song that, at least for me, I'm used to it going very slower, you know, it's a very slow song, the original. Gonna wait, but I won't cry for yesterday. Yeah, I really enjoy the upbeat aspect, and I, I particularly like the bass line in this in this song. Um, Rachel was talking about dancing while doing the doing the dishes earlier, and and, and I, I think that that bass line is super groovy. It, it totally lends itself to dancing. It and compared to the original, I think it gives this version. Um, it's, it's kind of more. It's it's kind of more swinging. It's. Um, it's it's more danceable and i yeah I, I love that aspect of it kirsten i know you said you used came upon this uh this one a little bit randomly but i'm wondering do you know if you know any anything more about this artist particularly do you know if um if she typically sings in english or um or or in her native language, which I guess I would assume would be Portuguese. Yeah, Portuguese. she's Brazilian. I think she was. Uh, she's um, she's half Portuguese and half uh, Japanese. Um, but yeah, I think I was hearing some of her music earlier. She was singing uh, Portuguese. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder. Um, yeah, I mean, part of me just wonders what what it would sound like if she did sing it in Portuguese. I wonder if I would like it more, or I wonder if it's um. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry to interrupt on that. I, I, I kind of, when she's singing it and I can hear the accent, that's another thing I actually like about the song. No, I think that's I think that's a good point about the accent. Yeah, I was I would I would just be curious to to uh, to, to to hear what what, it, what the difference would be like. Um, and then I wonder I wonder if it's like I don't know if if you're if you're covering something in a different language. Then the, I, I don't know. Is it is it is it a matter of translation? Maybe maybe the translation wouldn't fit, um, or maybe she did it out of like respect. Maybe she wants it was written in English, and maybe she wanted to um, keep just keep it in its original form. Um, so I don't know. Those are those were the thoughts going through my head. Um, that's what I would be curious about. Good points. Another uh, another thing that struck me about this track, I found the ending very interesting. Like this last chord.
So I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting because it's it's this very like upbeat. It sounds like a lot of major chords. It's, it's a very happy section, and then that very last chord though has such a strong contrast. They 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 kind of uh, slide back into this this kind of dissonant chord. And and I listened to the original by Duran Duran. I, I don't think they, if I remember correctly, I don't think they, I don't think they ended the same way. So I. I I was struck by that ending. I thought that was an interesting choice. Now I'm going to have to listen to the original again. <laughs> yeah, I think in the original, they fade out. They they keep playing that loop at the end, and then this, it, it fades out. And he, he just he starts singing even higher and stronger and longer. <laughs> Something that we've even faced. It's like, okay, in this recording, they just fade out. So how do you want to end this? Dun-dun. <laughs> 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 be the last word we get in here. That was Fernanda Takai, Ordinary World. Thanks, Gerson. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. And as a quick recap, we listened to The Beatles, Till There Was You, from the UK. And we also heard Fernanda Takai's take on Ordinary World from South America. We encourage you to listen to the songs in full, and we hope you enjoyed our episode. Be be sure to share your thoughts with us, what tracks you have enjoyed the most, and what other cover songs from around the world do you love. You can follow us on Instagram at Global Grooves Podcast, and be sure to subscribe to our show on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll be back next Friday with two new songs to explore, and we hope you join us. Until then, keep grooving. Bye.